when men in the field get to work with more women in general, I think it I think it just brings something alive whenever you just have men and women. Welcome back to Women at Work, a podcast celebrating the vast experiences women can have in the remodeling and construction industries. I'm Caitlin Schuler, your host and the special projects editor for Professional Remodeler Magazine. A few announcements before we dive into today's episode. I'm excited to announce that with the new year comes a new host joining me on the podcast. Annie Sabolsky is the associate editor for Professional Builder, the sister publication of Pro Remodeler and our partner in hosting the Women in Residential Construction Conference every year. As editors and writers, it's not often that we get to collaborate, so I'm extremely excited to get the chance to work with Annie and to expand the reach of our interviews. With two hosts, we'll also be able to get more episodes to you more quickly. And a quick request from me. If you like what you're hearing and want us to keep putting out new episodes, it would help us a lot if you would leave a rating and review on whatever app you use to listen to your podcast. Even a short review helps us reach more people and shows that we've got listeners who care about what women in this industry have to share. And now, on to the show. Hi, my name is Ashley Wainscott, and I am the president CEO of Simply Sold Home Renovations, and we are based here in Austin, Texas. Ashley Wainscott piqued my interest at the Women in Residential Construction Conference last year when she introduced herself to the room. The fact that Ashley's company, Simply Sold, is 80% women-owned and operated caught my attention for obvious reasons, but on top of that, she carried herself with such an air of authority and power without being intimidating. I could tell she had no issues commanding a room when she needed to, but also knew how to share the power and the stage. On top of that, she's a millennial who graduated with no intent of joining this industry, yet here she is, happy and thriving. I knew I wanted to talk to her. Ashley started Simply Sold six years ago. After going through the stress of helping her mom get ready to put her house up for sale. You know, we were all talking about it and I was like, you know what? I feel like this industry is really missing this concierge type process where somebody can call on a project manager like myself and I can send reliable people over and I can manage all of it and they can like focus on all the other things going on in their life. That was where the idea came from. And I just threw myself in and learned to swim and was like, how do you even set a toilet? What happens if the sprayer of a faucet stops working? And it it was all like make ready items. So it was nice because I could start learning from a smaller scale. Yeah. And then the rest is history. You know, I, I loved it and I still love it. The company started with one clear cut mission to simplify the selling process so that homes could be sold quickly, efficiently, and cost effectively. Today, Simply Sold continues to offer project management for clients looking to spruce up and sell, but it also serves homeowners who aren't looking to sell, but would rather work with an established company with a stellar reputation to remodel or renovate a home they already love. And I remember when we were at the conference in September, um, you mentioning that your company is 80% women. So is that something that you set out with the goal to do from the beginning, or is it just something that was a happy accident? I mean, I would say it happened pretty organically. There was definitely an intention of that being the vision. And I think that the universe just kind of followed along. We make a conscious effort to always continue to bring women into the industry. So I think it just happened organically or even subconsciously. I'm like, I guess I didn't even realize it was happening, but it was. That is a great way for it to happen, though. Yeah. Um, and not usually it's something you see happen. 
you know, I think there's a couple other woman-owned uh, either remodeling or builders here in town that I know of, but let's just say, you know, the guys in our office are very outnumbered. So what benefit do you think there is to having your company consist of majority women? Women bring a new way of looking at things. We we have different perspectives than just a traditional, you know, man that grows up in construction or gets into construction and just kind of rolls with it throughout their lifetime. I think women bring this like fresh feminine energy that isn't historically in construction, which I honestly think is, I don't know, it's like this new age of construction where women come in and, you know, we tend to have a little bit more empathy and connection with clients in general. It definitely balances out. Think about all the men that we're working with in the field. God, I think I've met a couple women in the actual trade, but overall it's all men. And when men in the field get to work with more women in general, I think it I think it just brings something alive whenever you just have men and women. I think you need both types of communication as well, because like you said, there's just a different type of communication when you're working with Mm -hmm. men versus women. Um, And having both really just adds another level to everything that you're doing. Oh, it totally does. It's just that the topic of conversation this year, and it has been that, you know, diversity in the workplace, you see it take you to the new level and bring in those elements that are necessary. I imagine burnout is not unfamiliar to you. When you're feeling like that is approaching, where do you find motivation to push through that slump? I have hit the ultimate burnout where I have, um, I didn't even know this was a thing, but apparently if you burn yourself out enough, you can drain your adrenal glands and it's not anything surgically. It's more of just like a vitamin that you take. And that happened to me over time. This happened, and I it took my body like four or five months to finally get over this. I figured out through time that I just have to maintain a regular self-care routine in order to physically and emotionally show up for my staff and for myself. That adrenal fatigue is super interesting as well, and I'm glad you ended up recovering from that, but what were some of like the symptoms that you noticed? The first thing I think that was the biggest wow moment for me was the sluggish, exhausted feeling that I just couldn't shake. No matter how much rest I had, no matter what I did that day, I was just so tired all the time and I I didn't feel motivated. And there was almost like a fogginess. I was reading in an interview that you did with the Austin Young Chamber of Commerce back in April, um, and I saw that you said the superpower that you'd most like to have is healing. Could you expand on that a little bit? Yeah, I think anytime you have any health problems, you know, you always realize what you take for granted when you feel really good. You always reminisce on what it's like to feel good. I think that's what it's been like for me is I've always held on to that. Well, if everybody could just be healthy and feel good, that would be you know, one of the biggest components of it. I also think it's really interesting that you said healing would be the superpower that you want because you work in a role that is very interconnected with people and fixing things that maybe not be health problems, but they're still a type of healing. I did a little reflection on this to think, how do I connect with my fulfillment of trying to heal people and do what I do on a daily basis and still be passionate about it? 
And it's kind of funny because the business is a for-profit business, but I run it and my mindset is kind of in a nonprofit way. We got involved with this nonprofit in Austin called Season for Caring, and we're basically able to partner with other nonprofits in town they kind of have this wish list of things that they would do to their home. And it's always families that either they have some health issues or maybe they're handicapped or they're not able to fully function in their home. And we're able to go in there and adjust the home and work on several projects that would make their space more enjoyable for them. It makes life just a tad bit easier. And, you know, without our clients on a day-to-day basis, we couldn't be in a position where we can then turn around and help other people. And I, I think that's really fulfilling. So even if you are still doing the things that will pay the bills and you take on the clients that help you do that, you ultimately get to turn those around and give back to your community and really work within that nonprofit mindset. My thinking is is that it's a little bit of a balance between you know, obviously we all have to live and eat and pay the bills. So there's the for-profit aspect, but without the actual mission or the service that you're providing, like a nonprofit where you actually care about individuals and it goes a lot further than just the business practice itself. It's actually what you're doing to change their life. When you first started the company, (laughs) you were pretty much focused on prepping houses to sell and working with realtors. And now you've expanded it to renovations and remodels. So how do you balance the very differing needs of those two types of jobs? The make readies are very different. They're a different recipe for success. You know, it's all cosmetic. It's all neutralizing. When we started expanding for remodeling, we quickly realized that this was a totally different process with clients. It's way more intricate. There's so much more strategy and planning that goes into it. And and your vendor partnerships are also very different because you're not so in and out like you are with make readies. You're, you know, you're there more long term. So we had to totally readjust ourselves when it came to project management and the entire process from start to finish. It's pretty much night and day. As a woman who founded her own company, what would be your top advice for a woman looking to do something similar, either in the remodeling industry or in small business in general? I believe that women sometimes can get caught up in the stories or the insecurities and whatever else (laughs) lies beneath. And I think just being confident in what you want, whether it be a decision or um, a statement or a question, just be confident. When you have that on your side, you just walk in a room and it's a very different presence that you bring. And then hiring a coach or and, and or bringing on other people who complement the areas maybe where you're not as strong or you know less about is also vital. Avoid the whole like winging it thing that I did. <laughs> I would never advise anybody to go that route, although it was very fun and interesting. I think that's also one of the things that you don't know until you do it. You're just Mm -hmm. like, yeah, we can wing it for a while, and then it just becomes this snowball that's happening. Yeah, and then you're like, well, now I don't have time to do it. I don't want to do it. I want to sleep. 
So before we call it a day, um, is there anything else that you want to add that we didn't cover? I mean, I think the last and final thing for me was that I wanted to share was my biggest challenge is a business owner learning to become a manager, not just any manager. Obviously, you want to be a good manager. I think that when you really spend time on building out you as a leader, not just what you're saying, because what you're saying is also very important, like the language you're using, but also what you're doing, because you could say things all day, but what if you're showing up late for meetings? Or what if you're telling employees to do something that then, that then maybe you're not doing it? I just wanted to comment on that because I think that's a very underrated area where people focus. I agree. It makes a huge difference when you have a manager who cares about their managing duties and actually takes the time to learn what makes a good manager. I mean, those managers are life-changing. Like, you know, if you or I are talking about a past manager that, like, changed your life, you want to be one of those. Thanks again to Ashley for joining me on the podcast and to all of you for listening. A link to Simply Sold's website can be found in the episode show notes. Our next episode will feature Sheila Lanier, kitchen, bath, and home designer for Homework Remodels in Phoenix. Until then, follow us on social and keep on working. Thank you.